Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And here today we have a discussion of a show called Breaking Bad Season 1, Episode 4. Now, why are we doing this? Well, because originally we did a reaction to these episodes, but hard drive, boom, fail, whatever, files are gone. So we still think these episodes are great to discuss. We have a lot of great discussion, a lot of great thoughts when we originally did this. So we want to get this out to you and also make sure our whole thing is complete here because I think at least with this series that we're doing with Breaking Bad Reactions, I don't think it's so much focused on the reaction portion, although that will definitely will be great. I think we're mostly focused on the discussion. So we want to get our thoughts out to you guys. So we're kind of doing a re-recording here. So this here is my best friend, Meter. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm here too. Now, Meter, he's seen the whole series. Uh, it was a little while ago. I've seen up to season three, episode one at this point. I saw up to season two, episode six, way back in the day. I got depressed, couldn't deal with it, stopped. So this is kind of like a partially rewatch for me. Now, with that said, this is a spoiler-free discussion. So we're going to try not to say anything that happens uh, later on. It will be difficult. We might allude to certain things, but uh, we're going to try our best not to do anything. So hopefully you can watch this with the safety in mind that maybe I don't have to worry about getting yeah. spoiled. And we won't spoil other shows either. So, hey, uh, let's get into this. Uh, Mita, you want to start off? Yeah, sure. So we open up on Hank um, with his uh, DEA team. He puts them on notice that there's a new player in town uh, in Albuquerque, and they're producing a super pure type of meth. Uh, and he describes them as possessing a high skill set and then it cuts to Walt standing in his bathroom mirror in his underwear, messily brushing his teeth. Uh, so kind of a, a nice little juxtaposition there in the opening teaser. Mm. Um, but it also shows, you know, the DEA is starting to look into what Walt and Jesse are doing. Yeah, yeah. And just by the way, we're getting this from BreakingBad.Fanon.com. It's a great wiki site. It gives great explanations and you know overviews of the episode. So we're not doing this from memory, I swear. Uh, then we have uh, Walt, Hank, Skyler, Marie, and Junior at a barbecue at Walt's house. And Walt's uh, reminiscing about the first time he met Skyler. And then she bursts into tears, runs inside the house. And Marie's like, uh, what's wrong? He tells them all that, hey, I have cancer. Um, Junior, Hank, and Marie are shocked at the news. And Skyler blames chemicals from Walt's past lab work. And Marie proposes an oncology treatment plan. Hank assures Walt he will take care of his family, whatever happens. Uh, so kind of a family all working together here. Yeah, and if I believe right, uh, this is kind of introducing the idea. Maybe it was in season or episode two or three, but Marie has some sort of medical experience, some sort of expertise here. Yeah. So her, her, her weight means a lot to Skylar. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Walt's expression when Hank says, like, I'll take care of your family no matter what happens, Walt is, like, kind of sh chagrined about it. He's, like, he kind of takes exception to it in a way. Like, well, Hank's trying to, like, ease his mind, and he's almost offended by it. Um, at least is how I read that that exact hyper-specific moment. Um, hmm. So then we cut to Jesse, who's hanging out with Combo and Skinny Pete. Uh, Jesse brags that he cooked a whole bunch of meth um, and, and only offers them pot. And they're like, he's like, I'm trying to stay off meth. It makes me paranoid. And they're like, eh, we'll leave then. And Jesse's like, no, no, it's cool. I was just joking and pulls out some meth. Um, 
And then uh, it cuts to the next morning when Jesse's like peering through parted curtains at the street outside. And he sees two scruffy bikers march toward the house uh, with weapons. Jesse runs out the back door. And then we cut to the front door and the two bikers are actually just two Mormon missionaries on bicycles. Mm -hmm. uh, so that paranoia really showing in a, in a very literal way. Yeah, I, I've been there with that kind of paranoia before. Like, uh, mm -hmm. with, with something else, not math, obviously. But, yeah, I, I definitely can can see that. Uh, I also point out that uh, his interaction, Jesse's interaction with his friends was kind of interesting. Because, mm -hmm. like, I felt like I was back in college a little bit watching that scene. Where there's people who just want in on your activities, let's say. And they're there just for the, 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 the refreshments, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Uh, like yeah, it, kind of fair weather friends. Yeah, it, it's really kind of sketchy. I don't, I don't like that kind of attitude. Yeah, well, what have you done for me lately? Type, type of friendship and uh, Jesse eager to please, eager to please people. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. Did, did he withhold giving the meth uh, out because he was trying to keep it secret, or was it like trying to take advice from Walt? No, he was bragging about it. He just didn't want to do. He did he. I think his reasoning was legit. Like the ship, uh, Skyler makes an appointment for Walt to visit a top rated oncologist. Um, Walt initially box because it's $5,000 deposit on the treatment, but he does, um, relent saying he'll borrow the money from his pension. Uh, instead he retrieves some drug money he has hidden in a heating duct inside his house. So in, and this is in the baby's room that there's this heating vent and Walt's storing the money there and he's storing a gun there. Um, he pretends he's checking for mice when Junior interrupts him, um, and confused by Walt acting as if nothing's going on. So Walt's like, nothing's going on. What are you talking about? And Junior's like, dude, you have cancer. Stop pretending everything's normal. Like it's okay for shit to not be normal. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a big moment right there. Yeah. He's being very real and yeah. you know, uh, Walt is just acting very sketchy. And also the fact he puts it in the baby room, that's like super interesting too. It is. I, I guess in a way it's like where his thoughts are. But yep. it's, it's also just weird he puts the, the gut in there too. Because yeah. uh, what does that – what does it imply about his, his relationship with that baby? Like I, I don't know where I'm coming with that exactly, but it just, it just mm. seems like a very interesting choice. Yeah, I mean it depends what the baby is symbolizing in this moment. Um, you know, I think in the past we've said the future, um, and that, I think that's a good point that he's storing his money there because that's where his mind is, is in the future. Like that's what the money's going towards is the baby, uh -huh. the future. Um, so Walt goes to the, goes to a credit union, uh, a man pulls up, um, and is just like a dick. He swipes a parking space. He talks loudly into a Bluetooth. Um, Walt gives the teller a whole bunch of money and asks for a cashier's check made out to the oncology partnership. And while he waits, Ken's, Ken, the guy who's being a dick, um, is just like loudly having a conversation talking about like banging chicks and stuff like that. And, oh, I make all this money. He's just being like a real fucking tool. Yep. I I've worked at a bank before and I've seen that kind of customer. They are the ultimate worst. And then I've also seen the customers come in and they're obviously just hustling drug money. Like, yeah. like they, they're not customers. They would never get a bank account anywhere. And they'll like pay a $7 fee to get a cashier's check. 
and they'll write it out to themselves. And it's like, what, what, what fuck are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, so that night we see a mother, father, and a well-dressed preteen boy eating dinner. Um, they hear a noise outside and they discover it's Jesse with a foot in his, some patio furniture uh, out in their backyard. And they let Jesse sleep at their house. Um, turns out it's his, it's his parents. Um, and when he wakes up the next evening, uh, he's, re- they decide to let Jesse stay with them on the condition that he tends support groups concerning his drug use. Um, however, Jesse's mother frets about his effect on the younger boy, Jesse's little brother, Jake. Uh, and Jesse's father says they must lay down the law and be consistent about it this time. So the, the big implication here is that they Jesse this isn't the first time they've they've dealt with this Jesse with drugs and that his brother Jake is this super um well well mannered super smart well educated um kid uh, and they're worried that Jesse is going to be a bad influence on him mhm yep and you definitely know where these parents are coming from cuz you've seen parents they keep letting the, I, I don't know how to way to put it cuz are the parents wrong here in trying to do some tough love sort of stuff? Probably not. I mean, Jesse is in the meth. I mean, that's kind of a problem, you, I would think. So it, it kind of makes sense the way they're approaching it, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they've been down this road. It's it's something that they're they're like, this time we need to be. But uh, I think there's also implication that they've probably had this exact conversation before. Yep. Uh, we cut back to the high school where Junior's looking into a microscope uh, <laughs> while he's waiting for his dad to get done with um, grading some homework or whatever. Uh, and then Walt uh, tells him that things have a way of working themselves out. And Junior's just like, yeah, whatever. And doesn't really reply. Um, and th- I think this really, really shows off the the failure at communication and connection between the two. Mm-hmm. So... Was that Walt trying to make up for that altercation he had earlier with Walt Jr.? Yeah, I think it was him like answering answering uh, Jr.'s request to like stop pretending everything's okay, like literally a full day later. And Jr.'s like, dude, this is like too little too late at this point. Like you're not even trying. Yeah, and what he says is kind of like hallmark advice too. Yeah. You know, it's it's nothing that's actually helpful. Just a platitude. Yeah. And I, I think Junior is definitely right to, like, just kind of play it off. I yeah, don't know. very dismissive. I, I personally hate it when, like, uh, I ask for advice and people just give me, like, like bullshit, like stuff. Oh, oh you got to work hard, you know, put in the effort or, you know, stuff like that. And it's like... Isn't that kind of obvious? I mean, come on. Do what's, no, do what's right in your heart. Just feel it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I'm looking for advice. You know, I'm not yeah. looking for platitudes. So that's my pet peeve, you know, over here. So let's just continue on. Um, we go back to the Pinkman residence. Jesse's visiting his brother Jake in his bedroom, sees that there's an educational award on the wall, and he's like, good job, buddy, but just remember, not all learning comes from books. And then Jesse's like, hey, Jake, what's it like being our parents' favorite? And Jake's like, you're their favorite. You're the one that they always talk about. Uh, so there's like this this you know duality here between the two and, and 
dichotomy where they both like kind of envy each other in a way and th- can only see each other's positive perspective mm-hmm. um, and kind of see their own perspective as a negative, uh, yeah. which is super interesting and I think very much emblematic of brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesse's doing the same sort of thing, giving us a platitude as advice. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I do think it is the case a lot of times where in a family where there's a trouble child and obviously here Jesse is the trouble child and uh, his brother is a bit more of like a, he's trying to make up and not be in trouble at all. Like, uh, you know, later that kind of gets disproven a little bit. Uh, but it, it's like, I could see how his brother would see it from that perspective where, you know, everything's kind of about you. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're kind of the center of attention here. Yeah. And I'm trying hard, but I'm not getting recognized really. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it also kind of shows them as opposites in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is super interesting because then we go to Jesse in his old room um, and he comes across a he's going through like old paperwork and stuff and he comes across a chemistry chemistry paper from high school that Walt himself had graded with an F um, and it just said like apply yourself and I said I think it said not even close apply yourself uh, and then he also sees a caricature drawn on the back that mocks uh, Walter Um, And when he sees that combo calls and says that Jesse uh, has got new customers uh, from his new meth product. So Jesse heads over to Walt's house to tell him the news. But Walt's like, why the hell are you here at my house talking about business? Uh, Are you wearing a wire? Like he kind of goes all out on that and tells him to leave. But before Jesse does, he gives him four grand um, that customers have paid for the meth. So kind of showing Walt like, Here's the fruits of your labor type of deal. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of gives Walt the in to like that world and kind of see what it's about. Yeah. It, it, it's like once you start making money, sometimes it's, you can kind of go full in. Uh, what was the part before that you said? When he's in his room? Yeah. Yeah. So it's him looking at a paper uh, that Walter had graded and had failed him on. Yeah, that's right. So that scene was super interesting too because you kind of I, I feel like it sets up that dichotomy between Walt and Jesse because mm-hmm. I, I it, it kind of gave the impression to me that Walt doesn't look down or Walt Walt does look down on Jesse that's for sure but it's like it's not that Jesse doesn't apply himself that he's it's not mm-hmm. that he's stupid Jesse is capable but mm-hmm. he does not obviously apply it it's it's kind of a bit obvious but i think it's a very interesting distinction there that's being made like plot wise i think it also does become a one for one with the next scene too of him going to walt's house and like showing like here's here's me succeeding Uh, so it shows him in the past he's a failure and that's how walt sees him and now he's trying to show walt in person like Look, I succeeded, and Walt still meets him with with anger and frustration, and hey, you're a fuck up. Even when Jesse's trying to do show he's not a fuck up, hmm. um, it's super interesting. Yeah, so, so Walt's dissing of him kind of hit him a little bit. And yeah, I, I, I guess like now he's got something to approve. Yeah, true. Uh, we go to the new oncologist uh, who tells him. Who tells Walt and Skylar that his cancer is at stage 3A, meaning it's spread from his lungs to his lymph nodes. Skylar asks, asks, is it curable? And he says he prefers the word treatable. 
Uh, Walt asks about side effects but zoned out as the oncologist describes them. Um, yeah, a bit more so, dissociation that happened back in the office the first time. Yeah. Yeah, and now Skyler's there and it's kind of setting it up as like Walt knew he was sick but now it's worse than they even thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, there's a maid dusting Jesse's room and finds a joint um, and then his parents sit him down and are like, you brought drugs in here, you're out. So Jesse takes the joint and walks away. Uh, he's waiting for a cab and Jake comes out and to say goodbye and says, hey, can I have that joint back? And we find out it was actually Jake's. And Jesse instead puts it on the ground, stomps it out and says, it's shitty weed anyway. Um, <laughs> and drives away. So kind of taking the fall for his brother in that instance. Mm-hmm. Which is good on Jesse. I think it shows a good part of his character where, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of being a bro. And also, it kind of shows, I don't know, I, I, I think Jake was definitely wrong to hide it in Jesse's room. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. Yeah, true. Don't say again, maybe he hid it there beforehand, uh, you know, that's true. when Jesse wasn't there and just forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure on that. Mm. Uh, so Skylar asks Walt, can you start the treatment next week? And Walt says... I don't know. It's $90,000 worth of treatment. Um, that might not work. It could leave you completely broke and me dead anyway. Uh, and then Junior gets pissed uh, and tells him, well, if that's how you feel, just give up and die already. Uh, and mm. It's kind of this big, big moment right there. Yeah. There was a lot of disagreement in our discussion originally of that scene mm. because there's the big question there. It is Walt Dick for not getting treatment or being concerned about the money. Mm-hmm. Like, I empathize 100% with Walt here. Like, if it's $90,000, I have a family and I'm not sure if I'm even going to survive. You know, it, you know, cancer of the lymph nodes is pretty serious. Like, do you go through with that? Or do you just kind of do your best with what you have and maybe, maybe not just give up and die, but maybe you just kind of... D- don't burden your whole family with debt before you I die. Mean, but I don't see the difference there. What's the difference between not don't burden your family and give up and die? I, I think working within the budget is is the thing. Like you only have so much. You know, maybe you're willing to spend like a a couple thousand. Okay, maybe not a couple thousand. Let's say twenty thousand dollars. Right, mm-hmm. that's the much you're willing to kind of burden your family because that's you can get out of that more easily. But you know. At a certain point, let's say it costs, let's say there, the treatment is there, but it's like say ten million dollars, all right, and somehow you can get your family indebted for that. Do you really do that? Because they'll never be out of that, and it's a chance it may not even work. Yeah, but is there a price on life? That's uh, the question. I, I, I it think sounds like you're arguing yes, and I'm yeah. arguing no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a good argument. I mean. Neither of us are wrong. We just disagree. True, true. Yeah, I, I still, I won't say I feel super strongly. And really, I think it's, I, I think what we came to uh, for a, a a breaking point, not a breaking point, a to get what, what do you call yeah. it, like a, like a coming together point, is that if this is the discussion here, it's and that's your worry, then you defer to the people that would be making that decision or who would be burdened by that. So mm-hmm. here, you ask Skyler, you know, I, I'm concerned this would be burdening you. 
would you be willing to pay that price even mm-hmm. if I still die in the same amount of time? Is right. that potential outcome still acceptable to you? Are you okay with being burdened with that? And they say yes, then it's not up to you. You defer to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you give them that choice. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, so then Walt drives around the city, pulls into a gas station and because he's having a powerful coughing fit uh, and hacks up blood. Uh, and then when he looks up, he sees that Ken guy from the bank in his BMW talking loudly into his ear pierce. Uh, then the the Ken character goes inside the gas station. Walt picks up a squeegee, lifts the hood of the BMW, and lays it between the battery terminals, prompting an electrical short. Uh, and as he walks back to his own car, the BMW bursts into flame, and Ken comes back out and like freaks out and doesn't know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how the episode ends. I, I think there's a shot at the end there where it kind of was like Walt is having such like a <sighs> yeah. Like such vindication, or I don't even know what it was, but it, it's for me. It that's kind of waltz in for power. Like we have the drug of meth, which is what he's selling. But I think what Walt is selling himself here is the power of violence and mm-hmm. kind of the capability to gain some sort of control here. He he's just been out of control like a good portion of this episode, and now he's done something to get some sort of control back. Of course, through imposition, and you could say this is definitely wrong. I mean, we kind of cheer it on because, you know, we all hate Ken. Ken. Ken is such an asshole. He deserves it. But it's still wrong. But, you know, just, just Walt just getting this vindication and this kind of like the, this little bit back in his life just feels, ah, yes. Yeah, it's an interesting way to for the writers to make, like to let Walt do something bad uh, and us to not feel that bad about it because they spent a lot of time building up Ken as like this, this guy needs to get his comeuppance and then Mm -hmm. they let Walt exact that on him. Is it right to do that? No. I think demonstrably no, but we feel less bad about it than we would about pretty much anybody else. I I gotta say, I I feel good about it. Like, I see that (laughs) happen and I'm just like, yes, we need more of this. (laughs) Okay, your your vigilante justice. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's something you have to be very careful about with approaching because you can you can get too much into like watching like fight porn on Reddit, you know, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, or uh, instant karma because you don't know the whole story here. Maybe Ken was just having a bad day. Maybe it's just I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's some reason for Ken's actions, but at least as far as the show portrays, it's like yep, I know that guy, and yes, I would love to do that to his car. Would I ever? Mm-hmm. No, but if it happened, I would be happy. Yeah, it's kind of letting letting the audience act on those those impulses, mm-hmm. uh, those taboo impulses um, through Walt. Yeah, uh, and and feel like not so bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really interesting and well done. Mm. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that scene or any other scenes in the episode here, Meter? Um, none other than to just say that I think that they, that this episode did a a good job of kind of tackling the whole, like this is Walt's coming out party for cancer. Um, and kind of his whole family coming to the understanding that Walt has cancer and now it's out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think it sets up a lot of dominoes for the potential future of how is Walt going to react now? Um, and on top of that, 
the meth business is starting to take off. Yeah. It also isolates Jesse a lot because he went back to his family. His family kicked him out. Mm -hmm. And his friends were only there because of meth. So, like, Jesse's very isolated right now. Walt kicked him out. Everybody is turning their back on Jesse. He's definitely regressing a lot. You know, you could say he went back to childhood in some way. That's a really good point. Mm. Uh, You reminded me of a point you brought up when we first discussed this episode, which was the title of the episode, which is Cancer Man. Mm. And... The question is, who's the cancer man in this episode? There's mm-hmm. a lot of potential answers for that, and also what it means, too. Because you could say Walt is the cancer man because he has mm-hmm. cancer, right? And so that that's a literal reading of it. But then Walt, in a way, is becoming a cancer because mm-hmm. of his actions he took here. True. Jesse could be argued to be cancer man because he's kind of cancer to his family. Mm-hmm. And... Then there's also the argument about uh, Ken being a cancer. Yeah. And there's probably one or two other people who could apply to in this episode. I forget. But, you know, at least those four people, like, this episode title could apply to in just the same sort of way, but from these different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, and they do that a lot with episode titles. They do a really good job of, like, everything has at least two meanings. And it's really, really well done. Um and I think that they that this episode was was a good one for not having a lot of like progression of anything. It kind of set some. It kind of set the stage for where things are at, where things were, where they're going, um, dynamics between people, um, and kind of set some of the. Um, it, it set a lot of relationships up, so we understand everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing you can learn from this episode is to go to a credit union and not a bank. Uh, banks kind of suck, if we're being honest. I mean, they offer like barely any interest. Uh, they often charge lots of weird fees and stuff. Credit unions are typically a lot better. So uh, definitely I advise you go to them. And this is the main takeaway I think you should take from the episode. Credit unions yes. are us. It's um, banks are the lowest, then credit unions are next highest, then the baby's room. I mean, you can get all the money you can from the baby's room, right? You know, it's infinite supply. It's got a gun in there, too. So if you run out. <laughs> it's got a gun in there, too. <laughs> you can't can't get that at a credit union. <laughs> so if you guys like this episode, definitely leave a like. If you hated the episode, leave a like. If you want to comment, go down and say, hey, ho, howdy, do. Milfs, milfs, both milfs. And until next time, Pepin reacts. Peace.